0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to an episode of Where in the Folk? We want to welcome all our folklors to the episode <laughs> today. Uh, my name's Reed. Over here to my side is beautiful Cecil. Hello. Up in the reaches of northern Kentucky, we've got Mr. Foreman and the man they call Tully. And today we are speaking to uh, Jenny Loves Paranormal. That's the show. Oh, uh, Jenny, where in the folk are you at?
1: I am in southwest Florida. I'm right on the Gulf.
2: Down on jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm originally from Florida, but I, was, I lived in Ocala. so.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. That's, I think, uh, up towards the top, mid-state.
2: <clears throat> yeah, we think they deported him from... Absolutely. <laughs> <they> i <didn't. laughs> like, we can't have this child running around here. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, like, uh, what got you motivated to start investigating the paranormal and everything?
1: Uh, well, basically I've always been, you know, very curious about the paranormal even growing up. Um, I had some experiences growing up as a kid, um, but not too much, you know, um, not I haven't really seen any apparitions or anything just heard a lot of noises and voices and things and it wasn't until I was about 20 years old that I saw my grandmother who had passed away a few months prior to that and it it just got me you know curious as to you know was it was it my brain going crazy or did I really see her like I need to find some answers and I need to you know just get into this and see what I can find and I started doing different things and then I started bringing my investigations to YouTube because I noticed that there was, you know, a lot of paranormal investigators that were uploading their experiences and their videos and stuff on YouTube. So I started doing that and I literally just started doing it like for fun, like for family and friends and whoever else wanted to see it. Like my mother-in-law, for example, is like a sucker for watching my videos when I go on investigations and things. And my channel just basically took off out of nowhere. So now I'm finding myself doing invest investigations like two, three times a week because it gets very addicting. Um, but again, it's just something that I've always been curious about. And I, you know, I'm now just now starting to slow down in my life. I've always been very busy. I run online businesses and things like that. So um, I, I have more time to do it now. So that's why I do it now. And I love it.
3: So you mentioned your grandmother, like, so when you see something like that, is it, is it just like seeing one of us or is it, what was it like a different experience?
1: You know, that's the thing, because you would think that when you see, you know, a ghost or an apparition spirit, what have you, that it would be, you know, like translucent or, you know, just ghostly, um, an apparition. But she was like, she was full form. Like she was alive. Like she was a human. And it was really crazy and I can't even begin to, I could never begin to explain how she disappeared because it was like, I just blinked and she was gone. And it wasn't like she was, again, like she was a spirit. It was like, she was really there. And she passed away, I think about three or four months prior to that. And oh. she was standing next to my daughter and she was just a few months old. Um, Cause I had her right after she passed away and Um, She was standing next to the couch that my daughter was laying on, and I'm guessing to make sure that she wasn't going to roll off the couch because I had to run out into the kitchen really quick. And when I came back out into the room, that's when I saw her standing there. And it just, it startled me. And I was like, oh, my God. And I just, like, stepped back for a minute, and I I blinked, and she was gone. It was crazy.
2: That would be
3: That's definitely motivation.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) But I haven't seen her since. And this was, like, 20 years ago. So,
2: I couldn't handle that. Oh, no. I don't know. I I I really I would love to see a ghost, but I know I'll die the instant <laughs> see be. See, that's my
1: problem. I would love to see you know you know more apparitions or whatever just to get more confirmation. But it's like part of me is terrified of what I'm gonna see if I see it. But I'm still like down for it. Like I want to see it because I need you know everybody wants confirmation and that's good confirmation. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, it may be uh, something kind of like uh, skydiving. You may uh, be scared to death to do it the first time and then love it when it does happen. So.
1: Right. Who knew? Yeah.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I got hit by a car one time. And I remember uh, thinking, I don't want everyone to be hit by a car, but when it happened, I was like, this would be fun to do again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs>
2: It was a blast the first time around. Let's see if we can get to play out the same way again. Oh,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, when you go
0: out, you know, to do an investigation, um, do you take like a different, I guess, loadout or equipment uh, every time? Or is it you do it suited to where you're going or how does that work?
1: Um, well, I take pretty much all of my equipment when I go, I carry a backpack. If my husband's with me, he carries a backpack. Um, you know, in my backpack, I have, um, you know, extra devices. If I want to do like the necrophonic, I have the K2 meter. I have dowsing rods, um, you know, all kinds of flashlights, all kinds of shapes and sizes, flashlights, batteries. I mean, you name it. And then he's got all of that, in his backpack as well as the tripods and things like that. So, no matter where we go, we both you know we make sure everything's charged up, and we pack it back up, and we grab our bags and go, and we always bring the same equipment and A lot of times when we just go out just to go out, we'll still grab our backpacks and put them in the back of the car because like you never know what you're gonna stumble right. upon while you're out you know
0: right do you have any anything in your equipment that might be a little uncommon or unorthodox that you use, maybe, or is mm-hmm. it?
1: I mean, not really. I use pretty much a lot of what the other investigators use, but we do um, have a unique thing with the dowsing rods because I personally have a hard time with the dowsing rods. I can't like stay that still. I always get shaky and they, they end up moving because of me. So we kind of my husband actually kind of rigged up this little contraption where um, he put he got like tent stakes that you put in the ground. And he would get like Velcro that have the sticky side. So he would put one piece of Velcro on the tent stake and then the other piece of Velcro on the handle of the dowsing rod. So that he could just Velcro them together and stick it in the ground and nobody would be touching it. So, you know, they say that they get the spirits, get the energy from the person holding the dowsing rods. But, you know, a lot of people believe that, you know, the ground, the dirt, the earth has a lot of energy itself as well so we try to use it that way and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't i guess it depends on where we are um but i've never seen anybody else do anything like that um i've only seen people hold them so
3: i don't think i mean i don't even think a lot of teams use dousing rods today like no i
1: mean i mean they're like i said they're they're just, I guess, untrusted, you know, because the slightest movement, and I mean the slightest movement, them things are moving. So it's really hard
3: to We have another um another investigator mm-hmm. that comes on the show, uh, Caitlin. Uh her Well, I guess it's not really a group, but her services is called Unbound Underground. But she the, the reason I think what kind of drove that question when she goes to these places she actually sits down and will ghost rot. Mm. So, like, almost like in in meditation, we'll just, like, I guess, let the spirits guide her hand and then, you know, come back and see if anything's intelligible.
1: That's cool.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I'm honest, I did not know that dowsing rods were used a lot in paranormal investigations because I used to play with dowsing rods all the time when I was a little kid. It was just fun. To play around with and freak my friends out, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean some people still use them, but some people don't. I prefer to use other things, but we still we still have them just in case
4: cool. well i've I've seen some of the um, the investigations, and just for the the uninitiated and myself included with that, um, I saw a particular device that was speaking or you could hear something through that. Um, do you care to elaborate on? Was that the Necro... Uh, the
1: Necrophonic, yes. Uh, yeah,
4: what is that exactly?
1: Okay, so the Necrophonic is... It's a spirit box app that you, you can get on Apple or Android, iOS or Android. And um, see, a lot of people are skeptical because they're like, it's an app. Like, how is it going to work Like, when it's an app? But... Um, What a lot of people don't know is that the necrophonic does not ask for your permission to connect to your microphone, your locations, your camera or anything. So it can't hear what's going on around you. It can't see what's going on. Um, But it does, however, like I have hooked it up to my computer and just um, looked at the stats and things like that. And there's no actual words inside of this app. It's all just like sounds. There's like maybe two or three letters put together, but there's a whole giant list of them, like countless list. Um, There's like pitches and tones and all kinds of things in this app. So what it basically does is when you start it up, it radiates those pitches, tones, sounds and everything like your traditional spirit box, when you start that up, like the, the radio sweet box, you got the, the static the k- 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 constantly. And that's what the spirits utilize is the noise or whatever in that static to say what they want to say. But with the necrophonic does the same thing, but it gives them more tools to be able to create more words or even full sentences. Sometimes we get full sentences. Um, and I was skeptical about it at first like i did so much research on it because i too was like it's an app like how but i can't even begin to tell you the success rate that i have with the necrophonic like on command answers to questions that i'm asking almost all of the time they would say my name like one time we were on an investigation about three or four weeks ago we're getting ready to wrap up and um I said you know to the i was on the necrophonic and i said well we're gonna you know we're gonna get going if there's anything else that you want to tell me before i leave make sure you let me know and clear as day a male voice came over and it said don't go jenny love and my husband looked at me and he was like that said jenny love clear as day and i'm like shut up no it didn't oh my god because i was like that could not have said that even though i heard it i'm like it had to have been something else maybe we just heard it wrong And when we went back to listen, it was clear as day. It said, don't go Jenny love. And I was like crapping myself. It was, it was freaky, but we get a lot of really good responses. So it's hard to not, you know, it's hard to say it's fake because I, I, truly don't think it is with the experience that I've had.
3: Have you ever been in a place that like maybe the stuff didn't work that well because of the, the energy? I mean,
1: we have been in locations where, for example, the necrophonic, we wouldn't get very many responses coming through. It would get really quiet every once in a while. You'd get a sound or two. And then we'd be in places where it would be going crazy. Like, you wouldn't even be able to hear what some some of them are saying because there's so many words coming through. And it's just nonstop. And, I mean, the same thing goes with the K2 meter, obviously. It depends on where you are. The The K2 meter, we get areas where it doesn't light up at all and then areas where it's just lighting up all the time and we always try to look for explanations like power lines and you know things like that to rule out anything that would you know make them go off just to be sure so
2: no i think that makes sense
1: mm-hmm.
2: that is pretty cool like um i feel do you ever get any kind of like things that sound <laughs> like something but you know for a fact or false positives this is because i I was editing the last episode that I did. I did an interview with um, the, Polynesian, the paranormal Polynesian, Adam, and I kept hearing whispers and stuff throughout mm. the whole thing. I've never heard that before when I've done, I've done, what, 50 of these so far. Right. And there was one point where it sounded like a low roll sound. Now, I'm still convinced that it was just me breathing yeah. because. Where I'm so fat, I kind of do this. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> but it's still kind of, it's still like, well, I, I got scared. I started messaging Adam, like, frank, frantically, like, oh, my God, man, what is this? <laughs> so, so just some backstory, too. He, he just got back from Skinwalker Ranch, right? He was telling the Skinwalker Ranch story when it picked up. It was weird. Uh, it freaked me out, and, I, and then, I, then I was like, on oh, second thought, this is probably just me breathing, so don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever find out?
2: No, he. Um, they said that he said, "I oh, don't know, ghost attached to me," which is true because in one of his videos, he's got he he's been marked after he got back from Skinwalker. But I don't know. Like it still freaks me out, and the qual like the sound just wasn't equaled out like most of the time it is. Like I don't know, is is weird, It's strange, is strange. That is weird, yeah. Oh, so I've had a great time with him. I hope I'm gonna <laughs> re-release it, but it's gonna take me weeks to fix the audio on it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, so what kind of places? I mean, I, I've I've checked out the the channel, but is is the majority of what you guys investigate like graveyards or?
1: Yeah, the majority I love graveyards. Um, the older the better. Um, but we have investigated a few things that are not graveyards, like we've been to a haunted lighthouse, um, we have gone randonauting before, and um. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, in two days this Monday, I will be going to the Mirador Bed and Breakfast down here in Florida to do an investigation. That's actually the house. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the music video that Omar and Jody Dean made, the scary, scary one in the uh, in the haunted house or whatever. Um, that's actually the same house that I'm going to be going to. It's, I mm-hmm. guess, very, very active. We got the whole house to ourselves for the night. So I'm going to be doing an investigation there on Monday as well. But, yes, my passion is mostly cemeteries. I love cemeteries. I get a lot of really great results in cemeteries.
2: Full disclosure, I have no idea who you just said that was. Who who is that? Omar and who?
1: Omar, gosh, and Mr. Hunting the Dead, Jody Dean.
2: I don't know. We'll have to look that up. we'll have to That hasn't made it up. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck he yeah. <laughs> 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 Can't break through the Tyler Childers wall. <laughs> so has,
0: has anyone ever uh, reached out to you, like, to do a, an investigation, like, maybe, like, maybe emergency style, frantic about something, and said, "Hey, I'd like you to come check this out."
1: Has that happened? I mean, to you? not really, but recently, um, a friend of my husband's him and his wife came on an investigation with us and I, that was the first time that I had met them, but they wanted to come because they were curious about things. And uh, she was telling me that they think that something is attached to their, their son. And I think he's only like two, maybe three years old. I mean, he's little. And I guess a lot of crazy things happen like to him and the way he talks and the way he acts and things like that sometimes, so they did ask me if I could, like, check it out and give my opinion on it. And, you know, I told them straight, I'm like, I'm not like an exorcist or a demonologist or anything like that. Like, I just, I'm a, I'm a paranormal adventurer. Like, I don't even really consider myself like an investigator. Like, you know, I just, I go out and I try and seek out the paranormal to find answers and stuff. But that's probably the only request that I've gotten as far as that goes.
2: Do you think that kid's like um still remembering his re- his life before he was reincarnated, possibly?
1: That could be. Yeah, that could be a possibility.
2: That would be a trip. He's talking like a Ray or something. Like a,
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm waiting that, for that
3: scared home. me to death. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, that, that when it comes to little kids, anything that ch- I've said it numerous times, anything that children do scare me. Death. my nephew does some of the strangest things, and he he terrifies me, I'm scared of him to the point. Yeah, where,
1: children have like that that gift, or I don't know. <laughs> he wants to be in the video. He was
2: uh he was watching the intro to one of my to one to our other podcast that we did. And, um, the Illuminati thing showed up and he looked at my wife and he said, oh, the Illuminati. And she's like, what? He said, don't you know about the Illuminati? What are you
1: <laughs> and 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 how old is he? Like six. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was like, how, how do you know about it? He's like, I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't even think you learn about the Illuminati until like middle school. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Something he's, like that. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: He's a man. He's got TikTok that's, uh, pretty scary too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's a unique
2: kid, no I'll, doubt. I love him, but he scares me a little. <laughs> he so acts think, much like me, I think, is what it is. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think the the difference. I think mm. we're used to to investigators so far that we've interviewed actually having like you you're just a straight up investigator. Like you, usually, you know, they have some sort of special ability. Up to this point, I think.
1: Not me.
0: You're you're more like a like you said an adventurer, and a lot, a lot of these folks that we speak to are really into demonology and uh, feel Empath, Yeah. Like, empathic and. You're like, you're I guess you're kind of in the same boat that we are, when you say, Tully? Like yeah. <laughs> like you're interested in it, but like yeah.
1: I'm, I mean, not... I do believe that I'm sensitive in a sense where. Um, spirits I guess find easier to approach me and I get I get that a lot like a lot of my viewers will say that um, like in my videos I get a lot more responses than that of your average paranormal adventure paranormal investigator like they're drawn to me like I'm easy to talk to but like my mother and my grandmother definitely have that gift like they're super sensitive excuse me when it comes to Spirits they're always seeing things, hearing things, and they're they're always feeling like the vibes and I mean constantly. I don't have it nearly as much as they do, but I do believe that i I do have a sensitive side that they feel comfortable coming to me and talking to me.
2: I don't think I have anything like that. People just generally, even people that's alive don't like coming around me too often. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, just so we can give a shout out, what's the little fellow's name behind you there?
1: That's Mickey, that's my daughter's cat, <laughs> well, but what? he's a trader because he traded like he gave her up, and now he's up my butt all the time.
0: <laughs> well, we'll have to give a little credit to Mickey for joining us. on
1: <laughs>
4: so have have your thoughts on the supernatural uh, have they changed over time i mean like a, as you've been out on these uh adventures
1: yes you know, what definitely
4: contributes uh, to these experiences
1: um just i guess the, you know the different locations and the different ways of investigating and um you know just the many experiences that i have had which are not i can't say that i've had um You know, other than seeing my grandmother, it's not like I've actually run into an actual apparition or anything like that on any of these investigations. We have caught what we believe was an apparition at one point um, when we were kind of walking. And we didn't catch it at the time. I caught it during editing and it looked like just a person standing there like off in the distance, white from head to toe. And they were just standing there. And the cemetery that we were in um, is well known for seeing the lady in white. So it was all white, and we were just like walking down this path, and then it just disappeared like in the video, which is still on my channel, you can actually see it disappear, like just goes away, so that was interesting, and as far as apparitions or anything concrete, um you know that's we caught that, but the more experiences I have, the more i'm just like yeah this is this is legit, this is you know the real the real deal so
4: have to your knowledge, have you had any sort of spirits latch on and maybe like follow you home or any? No,
1: no, knock on wood too. And it's funny because I was um, interviewed last night on Parapalooza and they asked me the same question. And, um, I was actually in a cemetery last night when I was, when I was doing that interview and I was like, praying when I got out of there I was like they asked that question while I was here I hope to God nothing because I mean we try to cover all basis we pray when we get there we pray when we leave and I often wear jewelry that you know with crystals and my husband has a crucifix around his neck um, so again we try to cover all basis as far as that goes so that we can make sure that nobody follows us home we say out loud you're not allowed to follow us you're not allowed to attach yourself to us you must stay here um, you don't have our permission, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we went on an investigation, um, almost two weeks ago and we did a collaboration with Vinny from Lost Souls Paranormal and, um, something attached to him the night that we all went out cause he got back home later on that night. He did a live stream, um, cause he always talks about his investigations when he gets home He starts a live stream to talk about them. And he just started like feeling funny and acting funny. And then he just stopped talking and he just started staring off into the distance. And it was really weird. And I just, I felt so responsible. I'm like, oh my God, like he was with me when this happened, like, but nothing attached to me or my husband, you know? So um, I guess a few friends of him helped him through it and he's okay now, but. Nothing has ever attached to me, and I hope to God it never does. I try to make sure that that never happens. But, you know, there are spirits out there that are stubborn, and they don't listen, and I hope about, I never come um, across one.
3: <laughs> what about anything malevolent so far?
1: Nothing. I've, I've not run into anything evil or any demons or anything that I know of yet. Um Everything's pretty much been been peaceful. A lot of times, I think the most angry responses or feelings that we get are that they just want us to leave. Um, you know, and then we get that a lot over the spirit box. They'll say leave, and then as soon as we start hearing them say that, then we'll we'll respect that and we'll say, okay, we're gonna, you know, wrap it up. If there's anything you want to say last minute, let us know, and we'll we'll get out of your hair. <laughs> but no, nothing nothing too bad. And again, I hope that does not happen.
2: I hope it doesn't either. Like, um, there was a instance that I, I used to go out having, you know, having fun with my friends, go something. and I totally blocked this out of my mind until we had our friend on that was with me, and he brought it back up, and I forgot all about it. <coughs> we went to the graveyard that's down the road from where I live right now, and there's a bunch of graves that just say like unknown baby unknown man because whenever they built the dam the lake over here they just dug up these bodies and planted them over here mm-hmm.
1: um,
2: this one particular night we's over there ghost hunting and we seen a green light shoot through the sky and it like kind of exploded like a meteor or something but wow. was- and when we we's leaving because he got scared and decided it was time to go so when we leaving, he said I started swerving. He got me to pull over, and I had a handprint right here on my stomach. And he said that he could smell like what? What did he say it smelled like? Oh shoot. He said it smelled like um, like something like burnt flesh, basically. Oh. And I don't remember it at all. Like I barely remember it. But when he brought it up, I was like, Oh yeah, that did happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was in that
0: session with him, and he was like. He had almost, like, totally forgot it. And he was, when uh, the guy we had with us brought it up, he was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. And I was like. That's
1: crazy.
2: Very faint memory. Like, I don't don't recall much of it, but I remember that. Wow. I don't think anything attached to me, though. I think maybe it tried, maybe. Maybe
1: something was just messing with you.
2: Maybe, yeah. It's possible.
1: That's scary.
2: I struggle a little bit with, uh, (laughs) (laughs) like,
3: you know, one of the things that, that I think about is, like, are spirits able to leave the locations that they're in? Like, if we think about, like, what bounds them there. Right. Or, or I guess, what bonds them there. Um, you know, in a graveyard, obviously, it's human remains. But I guess it's just, like, I can't really wrap my
0: mind around how things follow people home. I guess. Right. And that's and like Tully and and well, all of us have had this discussion before. We know instances of people having, you know, spirits attached to them. But our debate has always been, can they leave without attaching to something? Are they chained there or, you know, can they like uh, I think one example was the what was it? The prison in Nashville, Tennessee, we were talking about. How, like, if you know it was very haunted, like, if spirits you know, spirits were there, ghosts were there, if they tore that physical building down, do the spirits stay there? Do they have to attach to another source of energy? You know,
1: I've often thought the same thing. I mean, yeah, I've often thought the same thing. Like, as far as cemeteries go, as um, where spirits haunt cemeteries, I actually have a theory on that, um, but like if a spirit is attached to a certain place and say you know if i go into that place and they they like me like there's something about me that draws them to me um they might become comfortable enough to stay with me i guess or come home with me or just stick with me which would be i guess attaching themselves to me um i guess it depends on the person but So, okay, my theory on, like, if they take the building down, for example, like, if somebody died and that building was a a significant landmark to them when they were alive, so they're going to, you know, their spirit is going to stay there. Um, But, again, like you said, they tore the building down. I personally think that they're going to go to either a loved one, if they still have loved ones that are, you know, alive, living, or they're going to go to where they're buried now cemeteries i always find that i have more luck in older cemeteries rather than you know newer ones or recent burial cemeteries um because again you know the people that are buried in older cemeteries you know 1800s early 1900s nowadays they don't have family living i mean they do but it's how many generations ahead um you know the people that they knew the landmarks that they knew everything that they knew when they were living are gone and You know their family and possibly their friends and people that they knew were all buried together in that cemetery so i think that at that point um they're gonna stay together in in the place where they're together i guess buried so that's why i think the older cemeteries are the most haunted and that's that's just where they stay because that's where everybody that they knew when you know they were alive are That makes sense. sense. I actually made a whole video on that theory because I've had a lot of people say that to me. I don't understand why, you know, a spirit would want to haunt their own grave. Wouldn't they want to go to a family member or a landmark? And I'm like, you know what? You're right. For, you know, spirits that still have something in the living world, but there's a lot that don't. So where are they going to go if they don't cross over? Of course. But yeah, I actually I made a video on that because I got so many questions on it.
3: Do you think that crossing over is a choice?
1: No, I mean, I think that crossing over personally, I think that if a spirit wants to cross over, it would need help doing so. Um, I personally believe that, uh, you know, unexpected death, like, Suicide, murder, car accidents—you know, things like that. Unexpected deaths. Um, I don't. I personally think that they have trouble crossing over because it wasn't their time to go yet. So their soul lives on as their life was supposed to live on. Um, you know, but if you die, you know, of a natural cause or something, you know, God mm-hmm. called you up. I believe that that it's a lot easier for them to make that choice on whether or not they want to stay or cross over because it was their time.
2: That makes sense, and um that reference in that episode that we did we it was a would you rather episode? I'm gonna ask you this question um uh, because i'm I'm kind of curious on Tully and jeremy's response too if you were a ghost, would you <laughs> rather be bound to a house to an hotel or to a camp a camp like yeah, like yeah, a camp. like camping, yeah, like a camp you go to like a bible camp or something. <laughs> That's really random.
1: Your your Sunday outing place.
2: <laughs> yeah, <are> you? Park. <laughs> what do you think? Which well, one?
3: I'll let Jenny go first.
1: Oh gosh. Um, I probably have to say a house because that's there's more life in a house. All right. All right.
0: I've already gave my answer. Yeah, man, you already so. gave your answer.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, um, so I, I was thinking about this, and I want to classify. This is my own head, my own head cannon. Jeremy classify is a ghost critical thinker. <laughs> What's Jeremy's a critical thinker. <laughs> no, I, I was, the the wondering know, aspect of it. That right. It intrigues me because I'm I'm a homebody by choice, and the choice is kind of gone now. But um, I figured I would be a homebody ghost, but for the, we'll say the the vacationing ghosts um, that do wander, <laughs> I, I like to think that they have like a ring doorbell system set up at their grave site, so when people do visit, they're able just to quickly jump back in and just.
1: Oh my gosh! Communicate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a little ghost alarm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do
2: you think it's like the Batman symbol, like it just flashes up like a beam of <laughs> light? Oh like-
1: my gosh! So all the other ghosts in the cemetery can see it. <laughs> Someone's coming.
0: Someone goes, "You've got mail."
2: <laughs> what do you think, Tully? What about you?
3: Uh, bar. Well- <laughs> hey. well, yeah, if that was
2: an option I mean yeah of course a bar
4: You're <laughs> going to Bobby Mackey's
2: <laughs> Yeah hey, I'm going to Bobby Mackey's dude I picked the campground Because I don't know what happens Whenever they demolish the houses or buildings Is why I brought it up I said hotel because I
0: always wanted to see new people
2: <laughs> There'd be
0: somebody new in the room every day So well, you
4: can see new people at the park yeah, but not
0: that frequently. This is like every day. It always keeps you on your toes as a ghost.
2: And that goes <laughs> into this next question, because the reason I picked the campground is, how long are you a ghost? Like, eventually, life on Earth is going to be wiped off. and mm-hmm. every, everything's going to start to crumble. And when those things crumble, do you go with them, or do you ascend, or do you just kind of linger, or do you decompress to one singularity? Like, you don't know. But yeah. on my You just stand there, you know This might be a good time
0: (laughs) Might be a good time for Uncle Dave's Crazy Conspiracy Theories
1: Uncle Dave's Crazy Conspiracies
0: Here's my theory I think that And you're going back to the graveyard thing How the older graveyards are more active And the newer ones aren't So if there's such a thing as purgatory, they have to fulfill their time in purgatory before they can become a spirit back on the earthly plane. Oh and that's why older cemeteries are more haunted. That's now, a good
1: good way of looking at it, yeah.
0: Right. That was this episode's Uncle
2: Dave's <laughs> Crazy and, <Truth. laughs> and um so back to the questions, um so when it comes to ghosts and everything like that, do you think actual spirits are intelligent, or do you just think that they're mainly, like, the energy imprints, like, non-intelligent, basically, like, on repeat?
1: That's actually a good question. I really, I I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I've never really come across anything too intelligent, other than, obviously, some of the EVPs that I've gotten to confirm that, you know, they, they know what's going on, they can hear what's going on. Um, but i mean i don't know to be completely honest that's that's a tough question um i would i think i would have to see something more concrete in order to make that determination um but i guess it also depends on the type of person that they were when they were alive as well you know what did what did they do in life what did they accomplish how old were they you know just all kinds of different factors i think would play into that
2: you know I was I don't remember who it was but they felt like it's both um, like and they think that the actual ghosts like the spirits are typically like the energy imprints but the way that they think that the intelligent spirits are they think it's basically interdimensional beings
3: mm-hmm. I think that that was Julie maybe
2: well, Julie. So that that might make so that kind of makes sense too. Do you believe in like the dimensional stuff? Like, do you think it's possible that there might be a cross, cross in other dimensions and everything? Absolutely,
1: like that? I do. Yes, I think that there's layers and layers, honestly.
2: Like a pasta or one of those things. Um, not pasta, <laughs> lasagna. Lasagna.
1: Lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> layers pasta. of different things going on. Lasagna. Pasta. <laughs> A <laughs> pasta is just like messed
2: up mess,
0: right? We can always count. We can always count on you for the best metaphors of things. It's
2: kind of like a pasta, you know. <laughs> you, got, you
1: got the you got you got the cheese. That was back in the 1950s, and then you got the hamburger, the ground beef. That was in the 1970s. <laughs>
2: Right. It could be. <laughs> it I feel sense. like that might be like a time lapse, too. You never know. It could be. I mean, there, there's there's, so many different things that happen in this world that you never I, know.
1: I often wonder that, too. I mean, maybe it's not paranormal. Maybe it's something, you know, as far as a different realm from like a time lapse or something. You never know. That's what's so mysterious about it.
2: Yeah. It's pretty fun to think about. Like, I don't know. It's probably wherever the what people think UFOs are come from, in my mind more likely. Not from outer space, that doesn't exist, but <laughs> from this other dimension. I like seeing Jeremy turn red when I say that, it's funny.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Cecil doesn't believe birds are real either, no. by the way.
2: <laughs> they're not. Do you think they're real? I mean... <laughs>
1: I think there's one outside my window right now, actually. <laughs> we well,
2: I mean, can reach out, touch them, but they're not like evolutionary creatures or put here by a specific being like we well, were. Well, what about
1: like pet birds?
2: Pet birds are there to monitor your maintenance that your house, make sure you're glitches there. <laughs> because I've noticed that people that have pet birds have less crazy stuff happen.
0: Hmm. You got? If you well, got? Wait, to- wait, wait, Adam.
4: wait. He's done <laughs> <Yeah>. studies.
1: <laughs> I can't say I've never had a pet bird,
0: so I don't know. <laughs> so they <laughs> need to see the stats on that. <laughs> they have
3: less crazy stuff happen. Like what kind of crazy stuff?
2: Well, you remember how my dog um I've got two dogs. I got a little dog and a big dog. Um, uh, my little dog somehow opened my big dog's cage and crawled in there with him and closed <laughs> the cage back.
1: Aww.
3: And you're saying that that could have been avoided had you had a pet bird.
2: If I had a pet bird, it would have reported a glitch to the mainframe and it would <laughs> have corrected itself.
1: Oh my goodness. That's know? great. <laughs> That's
2: what would have
0: happened. I gotta
1: say, I've never heard anybody say that before.
0: <laughs> well, we, that uh, we hang out with this fella. He's just...
1: That he's is
0: great. but you know, We do... Uh,
3: conspiracies in addition to the paranormal so it's always good when we can have people on to uh, pity Cecil
4: <laughs> well, I mean that that is that's also a really good segue into the question of why don't you think like the the sciences the traditional studies they they won't they won't sort of lean into these fringe ideas not necessarily as fringe as the birds aren't real but the, <laughs> b- the science apparitions, <laughs> the, <and> the science.
1: <laughs> yeah, why they lean more towards like evolution and things.
4: Well, just they they sort of downplay it as no, it's it's not real or there's no real investigation into it, like from a um, like an e- educational purpose
1: or, or like a logical standpoint.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's par- it's Paris like
3: science instead of something that's acknowledged as being real.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really, I really don't know why they would want to deny that or even try and look into it further to confirm that for the rest of the world or whatever. But if I had to take a guess, I would think that they would think that it would distract people into maybe concentrating on that more and not really concentrating on, what's going on in life and I mean I really don't know. Um, I mean a lot of science is ran by the government. So you know the government I (laughs) go. I didn't I don't really want to get too far into that, but I mean I really I'm gonna say it. I really think that the government has a lot to do with that. And I really think that the government knows a lot that we don't and um, you know particularly when it comes to you know, extraterrestrials, life on other planets, Area 51, all of that stuff. And I would think that that would be paranormal included. Not exactly sure, but I really think that that, the government has a lot to do with that.
2: And, you know, there there was a point in time whenever technology was kicking off like really solid and they were and on the fringe of science or whatever, these parapsychologists and everything like that, they were inventing things to where one, I can't remember the scientist's name that invented the box. Like, is was a TV, essentially, where you could talk and see a ghost. Like Oh, he,
1: yeah. Like on the movie White Noise, I think it is.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, that really happened. And then the government swoops in and it disappears. This yeah. would have happened back in the 40s or so. So if they had it then... And we're always thirty years behind whatever they got. Imagine what they have now. And Nikola Tesla, I think, is the one that invented the box to where you could see in the past and things of that nature like see resonance and things of that nature. But of course, oh, I
1: didn't
2: know that. Uh, of course, everybody knows Donald Trump's uncle confiscated all Nikola Tesla's stuff, so we'll never know what happens there.
1: Mm.
2: But, yeah, I think that a lot of, like, the paranormal stuff, because even the government bought Skinwalker Ranch, for example, for a while, you know. So.
1: Yeah, that's sketchy, but definitely sketchy for sure.
2: When it comes to a piece of land and this thing that's not supposed to exist, why would the government even buy it, you know? Totally thinks it's because of the gold, which it could be. Um,
0: yeah, but
1: there's there's got to be a reason.
2: I
0: do Gold. I, gold. <laughs> Lots of gold. There's gold in them there our hills. <laughs> There's a, uh,
3: there's a, another ranch right next to that one where literally that's all they're doing is trying to find uh, gold, whether it be in the ground or imported. Like they've already found a Spanish doubloon that shouldn't have been there in a cave in an underwater cave on a oh,
1: wow.
3: the ranch next to it. Yeah. I think we're going to do an episode about that in the future.
1: That'll be cool.
2: And so when it comes to like spirits and everything like that, do you think that humans can have a solid, like a real good influence on the locations, like maybe by summoning them to that location or through witchcraft or anything like that?
1: I mean, witchcraft and things, I don't really, I don't know. I'm not really into any of that. I've never gotten into any of that. I'm not educated enough as far as that goes. Um, But me, for example, I believe that, you know, say if I'm in a specific area and I want to contact somebody who's, you know, died on the other side of the world, for example. Um, I believe that if you, with the help of other spirits, you can eventually get their attention. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that they're going to jump on their ghost jet and fly over to where you are. But <laughs> <laughs> I think that they do have a way of, um, of communicating with you without actually having to be there. So, again, I think with the help of other spirits and really, you know, trying to communicate, like sometimes it's taken me more than an hour to try to communicate with a specific spirit. But I do believe that eventually, yeah, you can influence them to be in certain spots or speak to them when you're in certain areas and things like that. And I apologize if you guys hear yelling. Somebody is outside my window yelling and I have no idea who it is.
2: Flora. (laughs) <laughs> you got it.
3: <laughs> so one thing that that I wanted to get into was the the rando So I had a personal experience where I almost got killed with randonautica So I haven't done it anymore.
2: Oh my gosh. So I, <laughs> so
3: it it was it was taking us to a place super crazy back country back road no median line it's it's one lane road and there's a blind curve and the location's like off to the left so like we're slowing down and this person comes around this blonde curve and literally sideways like they were driving so fast and they narrowly missed us and we were feet from the destination so
1: my god After that,
3: I haven't done it anymore, but tell us about your experience with it.
1: Well, um, to be completely honest, I haven't had much luck with, with Randonautica. Um, I've, I've gone Randonauting, I believe four times, uh, all all four times I filmed the experience and all four videos are on my channel. And the very first time I, I went Randonauting, um, it was okay. Like our first intention was the color, like mine was the color red and my husband's was the color blue. And it took us to a house and hanging on either side of the garage were two lanterns. One was red and one was blue. And then right next door to that house was another house and the house itself was blue and the door was red. So we were kind of freaked out by that and we're like, okay, let's do some more. And then like our intention was water. It brought us to um, like the pin landed on someone's house, but when you pull up around the corner where it takes you, like you can see their pool, like their swimming pool was right there. Um, but then after that, like that was it, like nothing happened. I think we tried like four or five more times. Nothing was happening. We gave up and then we went again. I was getting a lot of requests from my viewers to go nodding because a lot of YouTubers are nodding right now. It's like a big deal. It's a, it's a big thing. And I'm like, I don't know, like nothing happens when I go. So I, I'll try again. And I did. Nothing happened. you can, I mean, again, my videos, even though nothing happened, I still uploaded my videos and I would still get requests to go awning, And I'm like, guys, you saw my video, like, you're just going to watch me driving around literally. And they're like, yeah, but we like watching you like go to different places. You know, it's, it's the adventure. And I'm like, okay, so Again, I think I went two more times after that. Nothing happened. Um so I'm I'm just really on the fence about it because I I know people who like personally know people who go random that I know would never fake it and they get success. And of course there are YouTubers that go random nodding that you know, you know they're faking it, but yes. um <laughs> so i mean for me i just don't know if maybe my big break for randonautica hasn't happened yet and i just should keep trying but i'm just gonna say that i'm on the fence about it because only a few things happened and they weren't anything too significant and for the most part nothing nothing happens it takes me to somebody's house or like a parking lot and like when we go to somebody's house, I'm not going to get out and walk around because I mean, hello, I'm in Florida and gun laws and everything. No, thank you. Um, you know, but like parking lots and stuff, like we'll get out and we'll look around and there's just like nothing. So
2: That's kind of what I was thinking. Like uh the you said it took you to a pool. Did you walk to the pool?
1: Well, no, because the pool was on somebody's property.
2: Yeah.
1: It was like at somebody's house, so
2: There's a chance that you might have had success with it, but be, but you would probably have to walk to it because, right? No people that's in Seattle or whatever that did it, they found a body in the so, suitcase, uh, yeah. So I mean, some telling what was in that pool. So <laughs> it might be a good thing you haven't had success with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's the case, I'm I'm glad. <laughs>
2: exactly.
3: So what do you think the uh, the future of your channel is?
1: Uh, well, actually, right now, my dog is whining, by the way, in case you hear him. Um, yeah. Right now, I am concentrating on traveling. Um, I have some collaborations in the works coming up with, I don't know if you're familiar with Wacky Witch TV. Um, <clears throat> she's out in California, and we, we've been talking about getting together, me flying out there, and doing some some different places. There's a few places that I can't say of, but we definitely want to try and get on the Queen Mary and uh Forest Lawn Cemetery. I've always wanted to go there. That's the cemetery where all the celebrities and Do
3: you watch uh do you watch Hollywood graveyard tours?
1: No, but I've heard of it. You I haven't to. seen it though. If
3: if if you love graveyards as much as you say you do, you would love Hollywood graveyard tours. They it's not just graveyards in Hollywood, but this guy goes all over the world just exploring
2: graveyards and telling you about the Is people. this a
1: YouTube channel? Yep. Oh, okay, cool.
2: Yep, Thanks for that. You said you wanted to go to the Queen Mary. Um, I, Like I said, I spoke with Adam last week, and he, he, he said that the most terrifying experience he ever had was at the Queen Mary. So.
1: A lot of people say that that have been there, yes.
2: Yeah, so have fun with that. Be careful.
1: <laughs> we'll have to yeah. do a
2: follow-up after, uh,
3: after <laughs> you get back from that.
1: Definitely, um, absolutely.
2: On one of your videos, I've seen that you uh contacted... X, 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 Tination? Is that how you say it?
1: Tintation. <laughs> Tion. yeah. Um, I mean, I believe of, that that was him.
2: Do you reach out to a lot of celebrities like that, like, that have passed?
1: I mean, not really. I It was a request. Um, somebody actually contacted me and requested to see if I can contact um. Uh, Shanann Watts and her daughters. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that case. That's um, it's on Netflix. There's a thing It's called the American murder or an American murder. It explains that. Yeah. So um, it was crazy because, I mean, it took me a while to uh, have them come through if it was them, which I do believe it was because the kid voices I were, I was getting was insane. Um, I was getting confirmation like names. They were actually saying Bella and Cece. Um, it was just, I've never gotten so many kid child responses over the spirit box ever until that time. Um, so I said, well, this is really cool. And a lot of people liked it. So then, um, I got a request to contact, um, what's her first name? Her last name is Rivera. She's the one that was on Glee. She died and she drowned when her and her son were out boating. And, um,
3: oh, yeah, that was that was pretty mysterious, wasn't it? Because mm-hmm. the daughter was still in the boat and she just was gone.
1: Yeah, well, it was her son, her and oh, her son, okay. and he was only, I think, two or three years old. Yeah. And when they when the boat wasn't returned on time because it was a rental, uh, they sent somebody out on the water to look, and he was actually in the boat wrapped up in a towel sleeping wow. she was nowhere to be found and it was said that he was on the boat by himself for about five hours so they they ended up finding her and they they ruled it out as a drowning but anyway so i mean i had somebody uh ask me if i could contact her and i gave that a shot i had some success and then xxx tentacion i got a request From, I think, that one, somebody's seen that one and asked me. So I don't usually do those unless I get a request. Um, But I think I've only done those three as far as, um, well, celebrities or, you know, famous deaths or murders, things like that.
2: Oh, that's cool. Do you ever uh, get up to the Glades any?
1: To the what? Oh, the the Everglades? Yeah. No, I haven't been there yet, but I don't live very far. From the Everglades, I am about maybe an hour west of the Evergl- of the Everglades.
2: Whenever you go out there, look for that skunk ape. I want to see if you find that. <laughs> I the love skunk go-
1: ape. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love to go back to the glades, but uh, when mm. I was a kid, I almost got killed in the glades. Um, mm. I was busting gator eggs and what well, you know. That's how that goes.
1: <laughs> Making omelets. <laughs> oh, no, I was just being
2: a little four-year-old kid. I found some gator eggs in a culvert. I didn't know what they were, and I was busting them. And my dad grabbed me by my luscious white hair I had at the hot time and drugged me up and took off running. And I remember looking behind him, and there's a gator chasing after us.
1: Man, and they they can run faster than you think. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, for sure. He was uh he was high stepping. <laughs> 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 so, when it comes down to it, like you you already said what you expect your future of your channel to do and everything. are you going to uh, like expand past like the investigations and stuff or
1: you- um I mean, as far as the channel that I have right now i'm i I'm gonna continue to just dedicate that to investigations and uh you know contacting the paranormal, but I do have another channel coming out soon. Um, where I'll mostly be talking about uh, murder mysteries, true crime, and things like that. Well,
2: that's all.
0: Okay. A-
1: yeah, that is cool. Those those things fascinate me so much.
2: Us too. Yeah. yeah. Where can everybody find all your stuff at?
1: I am everywhere. I am on YouTube. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, um, and I plan to soon be on Patreon. And you can find me Jenny Love Paranormal TV across the board.
2: Nice. Awesome. And also
1: on, we're also on Parapost as well. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. That's a um a uh social media platform. It's almost like you know Facebook, Twitter, but it's called Parapost. It's brand new, and um I believe Huntophobia, of Phobia, they're all involved in in creating that. And it's again that just came out a few months ago. You can you can get it as an app on your phone, or you can use it on PC. And I'm also Jenny Love Paranormal TV on that as well.
2: When you do your when you do your Patreon, what kind of material are you gonna put up there? Just more in depth investigations and things of that nature?
1: Yeah, I think basically, you know, just sneak peeks, early early videos. You know, you can watch it early and um behind the scenes, you know, things like that, things that I won't release on YouTube.
2: That'd be awesome. I'll uh, let us know when that comes out. I'd be interested in checking that out. Definitely. And as always, you can find us on all listening platforms. Uh, You can find us on YouTube as well. And thank you so much for watching us because we're watching you.